You're listening to the IFF TV podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Irish Football Fan TV. This is the preview for Ireland against Ukraine on Wednesday evening, and I'm joined by two of our newest recruits. Obviously, you might have seen them a couple of times in the last few weeks. Uh, we have Daniel Coffey and David Fenton. So, lads, how are we on this gloriously grey bank holiday Monday? As good as can be, I think. Um, looking forward to the match on Wednesday anyway, so hopefully that will liven things up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll crack straight on into it. I think it is the first ever meeting between the two sides, which I'm shocked by. I know, obviously, Ukraine only ever came into existence in 1992. But, uh, yeah, first ever meeting and first ever competitive fixture as well. Uh, just wanted to say, lads, how important it is maybe that we get a result on Wednesday considering how bad Saturday was. So maybe, David, we'll start with you and then we're going to Daniel after that. Yeah, I think after the Armenia game, it's massive to get a result now because after the Armenia game, I think just looking online, it was so negative. I think it's really important to get a good performance now and result as well. And Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, I concur with what David said. I think the performance on Saturday was not up to scratch whatsoever. But I think the good thing about this game is that it's such a tight turnaround that they'll want a reaction. And I think we all kind of expect a reaction. And it's a good chance, you know, especially being at home as well. But it's going to be a tough game. Ukraine are a good side. Obviously, we all saw their performance against Scotland. They totally dominated that one. And they were very, very unfortunate, I think, against Wales the other day, so it's going to be a tight game and they'll want reaction just as much as we do. Yeah, and you mentioned yesterday for them, they've had two very, very intense games, whereas we've had kind of a lacklustre game. Uh, do you think that will affect them at all? Uh, we'll keep it the same way, so David, go first and then Daniel after. Physically and mentally, you know, after losing that playoff final, they'll be sort of down in the dumps, if you like. Again, be hard to pick themselves back up after that. Obviously, with the playoffs, for them, it's probably so much more important than these Nations League games. So, it's going to be hard to get motivated for this, really. And, obviously, they're going to be knackered as well. We've obviously yeah. only played the one game and they played two, but it's two now, yeah. Yeah, and do you think they'll, uh, do you think they'll change up the side a bit, Daniel? I mean, obviously, like you've seen the Nations League so far. A lot of the teams have switched around and it's four quick games in succession for all the teams as well. Um, I think for us, obviously, we still have that burden of not having won a game in this competition. So I think Stephen will probably still go with a stronger squad if he can, because I think we need to start winning games in this competition. Um, for Ukraine, uh, I think they'll obviously be a bit, you know, probably down after the game on Sunday. But I think if you take away the whole mental and physical, you know, tiredness, they have so much to play for. I mean, with everything that's going on at the moment, there's a lot of... Uh, national pride in there for them so I think they'll just want to keep that going so I can't see either so sorry I can't see either side. I can't see that uh, changing too much from either side but obviously we'll have to wait and see on uh, on Wednesday yeah definitely um, just one thing I have to add to it as well uh, Gavin Bazunu has dropped out and James Talbot has come in do we have any thoughts on that I know maybe Gavin Bazunu would have been considered a lot of people's starting goalkeeper. I know Quevin Kelleher is just as good as him, but uh, is there any thoughts on that, lads? Uh, I think it just means there's not really going to be any sort of conversation about who starts in goal. 
I I don't really I don't see Kenny picking Travers after picking Galler for the first game. I think that shows Keller's his number two and or maybe even number one. We don't know. Obviously if Gavin was fully fit, but I think it just gets rid of any conversation about who's gonna be in goals. Yeah, definitely. And Dan? Yeah, I'd have to agree with what David said. I think um Kelleher will now probably be the first choice. I think there's an argument to be said for him to be even first choice, even if Bazuno's in the squad. It's very tight between the two. Obviously, the two are very, very good keepers, but I think now that uh, Gavin's uh, ruled out of the squad, I think it's going to be Creevian again on, on Wednesday, which I have no argument. So I think he's a good keeper every time he's played for Liverpool this season. He's done a good job. So I've no, no arguments with that, really, if he is to be. Yeah. And uh, we'll move on into how we think Ireland are going to set up. Now, they did play a 3-5-2 starting off on Saturday. Um, personally, for me, I don't think it worked. I don't think we should have played that on Saturday. Probably should have been better with a 4-3-3. Would have been better with a 4-3-3, uh, especially with a team who were quite defensive for a lot of the game and were playing on the break. Um, how do we think we should set up on Saturday? And would you make any changes to the start in 11? So we'll start off with David again. Yeah, I, I think... The shape wasn't necessarily the problem on Sunday. I think it was just the players who played. Like probably the third time we've seen Kenny go with three sort of strikers up front: Ogbenik, Parrot, and Robinson. When we've seen when he plays a sort of attacking midfielder up there, Knight or McGrath, we've looked so much better. So I think had Knight started, and I think Knight should start in a game against Ukraine to give us a bit more creativity up top. And I, I think it'll probably be Parrot to be the one who drops out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree because I didn't really see him on Saturday at all, to be fair. Whereas the likes of Callum Robinson and Ogbeni, even though they did miss chances and were they were involved more so than Parrot was. Uh, Dan, what would you think? Would you change it or would you keep it kind of similar? Yeah, no, I think the the uh, if you're playing five at the back, if you have two wing backs, they need to be getting up and down the pitch a lot more than what we saw on Saturday because... If they don't and they're just going to sit back, like your options are so limited because you're almost kind of having to uh, go through the midfield if you've no wide options. I thought the two uh, wing-backs that played on Saturday did not do the job required of a wing-back, essentially. They weren't getting up and down enough. So Armenia just kind of packed out the midfield and said, go on, try and break us down. And we, and we just couldn't do it. So the front three were kind of isolated. I, I, I actually thought the squad or the starting eleven fairly strong I just don't think it was the right formation I agree with you I think 4-3-3 is the best way to go I think Benny was probably our best player anytime he got the ball he looked live he looked like he wanted to do something so I wouldn't change it too much I just think the formation was all wrong and I think 4-3-3 is the best way to go yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing me and Paul Nealon did mention on the final word was that there was a lack of creativity and a lack of real missing sort of a player who'll put the ball in and get take the chance, give the give the strikers a chance. Do you think anyone, like uh, David's already mentioned, Jason, like, uh, is there anyone else who could come in or should we change the midfield a bit more, maybe be a bit more lively, a bit more dynamic? And you think of Jeff Hendrick as well. I mean, he's he's had a very up and down last few years. Do you think maybe he could be one to drop out as well? No, I think Hendrick keeps his position. And I think in the Armenian game, he was actually the one trying to play passes in behind. It looked like we were expecting there to be more space than behind Armenia because like De Bruyne would have struggled to play the passes Hendrick was trying to play, I think, because there was just nothing in behind them. But I think him and Cullen are very much the first choice in the field, and I think both of them will stay. 
Yeah, and Dan? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I think obviously because we have such a uh, we have such a young squad, it's good to have experience there. I know you mentioned he's had a he's had an up and down few years, but it's kind of good to have that experience. And even taking that aside, I still think he's a good footballer, especially in the role. If you if you want to be kind of a bit more advanced in midfield, if you want to be trying to create more chances, I think he is the man to do that. So, and like David said, I think him and Colin are the two kind of mainstays in that midfield. So. I, I would keep it that way. It's the only thing I would say is the formation it needs to it needs to be changed up a little bit if we wanna wanna get a good result. Yeah, definitely I'd agree. Um we can move on into Ukraine quickly anyway and just mention a couple of their players that we'd know. Obviously Andrei Yarmolenko, he's got hundred and eight appearances for Ukraine and forty five goals. Uh I mean that's a it's a lot more than anyone else from our team anyway, that's for sure. Uh he's just been released by West Ham. Uh, they do have Malinovsky in midfield as well. He was playing the Champions League for Atalanta last season. And obviously, we know Zinchenko has been a big, big part of the whole war effort as well over there. Um, he does play for Man City as well, and they are Premier League champions. Uh, just mentioning on them, that's just a couple of players. Um, are they just a bit stronger? And do you think that makes a difference in a game like this? And do you think we could... Exp- do you think there's any way we can expose them with them maybe being a tiny bit stronger overall? Uh, like, well, we've, we've seen us play better against the bigger teams, like the Portugals and Belgium. You know, I, I think that suits us better. And Ukraine are a better side than us, you know. They've got the likes of Zinchenko and even Mikolenko as well, you know, starting Premier League players that we just don't have. And also Yarmolenko as well in the Wales and Scotland games. I think he looked so much better playing for Ukraine than he has done for West Ham. Like he looked, he looked really fired up for them. So, but that said, I think we we play better against the bigger teams. Maybe that suits us more. Yeah, Dan, uh, Dan, do you agree? I think with uh, with Yarmolenko as well, you've got a player there, 45 goals. He's just three off the all-time top goal scorer for Ukraine as well. When Lucky to get an own goal yesterday, he'll be if he is playing, he'll be chomping at the bit to uh, get the record straight again. Yeah, of course he will. Obviously, he'll have that own kind of personal motivation. But I agree with what David said about I think that we play better when we're the underdog, essentially, I think. When we're expected to win and kind of take the game to the opposition, we tend to we tend to disappoint more than often. Whereas when the pressure is well, not necessarily the pressure is off, but we're we're not expected to be you know on the front foot and everything. It, it does tend to help us. You look at games against Germany in the past, even uh, just to give an example. But like, if if you were to look at it, you wouldn't expect Ukraine to you know have the like the best player, but they have a very very strong squad, a lot of Premier League, Champions League experience. So it is going to be a tough game, but. Like we mentioned, it seems to suit us when we're not expected to be on the front foot. So hopefully that'll be the case on Wednesday. Yeah, I definitely. think that, um, obviously the yeah. crowd in the Aviva, I think we saw during lockdown when we came out of that, then when the crowds are back, we looked a different side. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, that. Yeah, that'll be a big one as well. And it should be, a, I'm not sure what the atmosphere will be like on Wednesday, but it, it'll be an interesting one with the whole situation in Ukraine as well. And obviously they're getting the 2,000 free tickets too. Uh, just, we have a comment here. It's an interesting one. Uh, we need faster wingbacks on Wednesday. Lads, who would you swap the wingbacks for? Obviously Cyrus Christie is in the squad as well. A couple of others, Ryan Manning as well. Uh, would you change, would you just change uh, maybe Seamus Coleman or would you change both as well? What do you think? Well, I think, I, think... The, uh, well, I agree with what you said. I don't think we should be playing wing backs on Wednesday. If you're going to play a 4 3 3, I think it should be a standard back four 
rather than have, you know, the wing-backs that go up and down. But if Stephen Kenny does decide to go with, you know, the two wing-backs and the three centre-backs, I do agree there does need to be pace within within those positions because that's how you cover that role. You need to be up and down the pitch for the full 90 minutes. So Cyrus Christie is an option there. You know, he's still, you know, young, still has the ability in him. And, and as you mentioned, Manning as well. So, you know, if he is going to go with the five, I do agree there needs to be a bit more pace, but I'd still I'd still stick with the standard back four for me anyway. Yeah. And David? I, I, I think I'd keep Coleman and, stay, Coleman and Stevens for the Ukraine game because I think we're... We are gonna. We're not gonna be as attack focused. I don't think. But looking back at the Armenia game, I think Christie and McLean probably should have started. Just be a bit more direct, run at their man, and get to the byline. And I think, I think they do that more so than Coleman and Stevens. Maybe that would help us. But for the Ukraine game, I keep the two of them. Yeah. And uh, just just mentioning another one, I just after seeing the comments there, so Festia Basile, would you like to see him? Obviously, he's very, very highly rated after his time at Derby. He's just made the move across the water to Italy to Udinese. Uh, I think a lot of Irish fans do want to see him up close and personal as well, lads. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. yeah so, sorry, go on, David. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I, you know, obviously everyone see a young player. That's, that's what people love seeing. Um, he wasn't in the match day squad against Armenia, though, was he? So I I don't think it's probably likely to see him. But uh, mm. do you think it'd be interesting to see whether Kenny sees him as the wing back or as one of the forward three? Yeah, definitely. And Dan, sorry, I'll start doing the names again now as well because we're starting yeah. to talk over. So that's my fault. I apologize. No worries. Um... Yeah, I, I, I do think he's a very promising player and uh, and it will be good to get a look at him. But I just, uh, like David said, he wasn't in the squad for the game on Saturday, so I can't see him being involved um, on Wednesday. I think there will be other games for him to get involved in. You know, if there's any other Nations League games or even the friendlies that will be coming up. I just think with so much on this game, we need to get the first win in this competition and against a very tough side like Ukraine. I think he's going to have to stick with his, you know, his regulars or, you know, uh, uh, just to get that, you know, first win under the belt. And then, you know, if there's other options or other games to see him in, we we can go from there. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll just go back to the, the forward situation as well. Obviously, we've mentioned Yarmolenko has got 45 goals for Ukraine. I think Callum Robinson has the most for us up top with seven. Anyway, uh, what would you like to see up front on on, uh, on Wednesday? Would you like to uh, keep it as a 4-3-3, two up top? I mean, it's 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 a difficult situation because they're all good players. They've had decent seasons, but it seems to be tough to be able to fit them all in a lot of the time. David, so we'll start with you. I think, I think you'll, I think he will stick with the front three. And as I said earlier, I think Knight coming for Parrot. You know, that's the front three that started against Belgium that um, looked dangerous on the break. You know, obviously it wasn't Belgium's first choice, but. They're, they're all decent defenders, and I think those three gave them trouble. Yeah, definitely. And Dan? Yeah, no, I agree. I think we should stick with the three. I think you need two options out wide, and I think for the for the main like striker role, I think we need a bit of physicality up there. I think the two Ukrainian centre-halves are, are big, strong lads, and also we saw how well they defended against uh, Scotland, and even Wales to an extent, you know, um, but I do think three up front is the best way to go, and especially a physical striker. I, I wouldn't even mind seeing Troy Parrott up there. He's big, he's tall. He'd be able to 
put his mark on the games. But I do think we need physicality up there on on Wednesday. Yeah, and I just going through. Sorry, I, I, I don't actually think Troy Parr played that bad in the Armenia game. I thought when he had the ball, I actually thought he looked quite dangerous when he ran at his man. I think that's where it opened him up a little bit more. And I think without the ball, he works so hard. He's seen at MK Dons, and his manager at MK Dons has mentioned that a lot, his work right. So I'd, but I think it's probably him or Robinson who I would start. I'd be picking one of one out of the two of them, and I'd keep Ogbena in night. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll crack on with the rest of the side anyway. So I think the three of us should give our starting eleven. What we think we'd want anyway. I know we've gone through a lot of the, a lot of the uh, a lot of the players so far. So uh, David, do you want to start maybe starting eleven? What do you think would be the best yeah. one to go with? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I keep. I think I keep the same goalkeeper and back five. Um, I think the only one who, the only player who could probably maybe break in would be McLean. I think for a bit more aggression, a bit more, a bit more uh, directness, but I, I probably wouldn't pick him. And I think having Coleman, obviously the captain, playing in the game against Ukraine, I think is kind. Of, I think that's important. You know, not to. I, I just think it's important to have our captain against Ukraine, and obviously what would be sort of a bigger occasion playing against them, welcoming them, welcoming them to Dublin. Things of Morton he played. Keep Cullen and Hendrick. They're obviously first choice. And I think Hendrick's experience. Obviously, when we have the kind of two in the middle, can't have people kind of running off, leading their position, which I think Malumbi's had a decent season, but I think we want a bit more experience in there. Obviously, Malumbi, scratch the flare, wants to go win the ball back, which is obviously a great attribute. But I think when we have the two there, important to have a bit more a bit more sort of maturity and poise than up top you know, definitely Ogbeni definitely Knight and I think I'd probably keep Robinson to bring Troy Parrott on when he starts to tire hmm. Grant, Grant and Dan what would you what would you like? Yeah I uh, I wouldn't change too much from the side on Saturday. Obviously, I changed formation. I would, I'd get rid of the back five and go with a back four. Uh, so, so, obviously, Keller will start in goal. Um, Coleman, right back, Duffy, Egan, and um, who's like left back? Um, was it Man- Manning, was it? Okay. I'm trying to remember. Uh, who, who started left wing back, was it? Left wing back or left centre back. I'm just kind of trying to change it to the four. I changed it before. Well, uh, centre back. Yeah, Stevens was left wing back. Stevens, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Then I, I'd keep the four. I, I go uh, Knight, Ogbeni. I, I thought those two were quite lively, and I, I go at Robinson up front, very similar to what David said. I wouldn't mind Parrot either if he if he decides to go for Parrot. I've no issue with it, but I just think Robinson. You know, obviously he's he's had a good goal scoring record for Ireland for the most part, so he's probably the most lively goal threat. I think he's strong enough as well. I think he can hold his own against the. Ukrainian back four, and then Hendrick and Cullen, I think, are two, the two good, two good together. I, I, I wouldn't mind Malumbi playing. To be totally honest, I know he's young, I know he's inexperienced, but I think we, in, at certain times, we might need that, you know, young, you know, energy within the middle of the park. So I'd like to see him, like to see him get a start. Other than that, I don't see too much need to change part of the formation. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, for my starting eleven anyway, I'd like to see Kelleher stay in goal. I think, as we've mentioned, we want him to stay in goal for the four games. I think that's important to have the same goalkeeper and a similar enough back four all the time. Uh, we're going to go to a 4-3-3 for me anyway. Uh, so, right back, I would keep Seamus Coleman because we probably won't get four games out of him. And it's, I think it's the longest rest period we have, to be honest. So, it's probably for the best. Uh, then I'd have Duffy and Egan in centre-half. Uh, left back... Ben the Stevens as well, but be willing to give Ryan Manning a chance. I think he had a decent season for Swansea and he does deserve an opportunity as well. Uh, the three in midfield, I would definitely bring Jason Knight in anyway. I think he's more lively and has a bit more creativity. Josh Cullen just behind him there. He's got the quality in the pass and keeps the ball very well and wins it back well too and has had a great season over in Belgium. And I would keep Jeff Hendrick just because of his experience, but I, I know he tries his best, but... I'll, I don't know. It, it's it's been so up and down for him, and he hasn't played a lot of football. Even going on loan at QPR, I think it's, it's might be even if he's probably not fit as well. That's another thing that has to be said. Is a very athletic person, but he's probably not fully fit. Uh, up front, I'd have Ogbeni and Robinson on either the wings. I'm sure they'd swap around. They're well able for it. And then I would have Michael Obafemi up front. I think he deserves an opportunity from the start. We've never really seen him have an out-and-out opportunity for Ireland. He's only been in sub appearances and uh, I, th- I think he can do a job up there. He finished the season very, very strong. I know Troy Parra had a good season overall, but I think Obafemi probably does deserve an opportunity from the get-go due to the end of the season he had with Swansea. Um, so that's that's mine. That's my 4-3-3. That's what I'd like to see anyway. Uh, we'll go on to match verdicts anyway, lads. How we think it's going to go. So, uh, David, we'll start with you. What do you think? Um, I, obviously it's tough to predict, but yeah. like, yeah, you you know, like, and we'll get we'll get a score off you as well. Yeah, I think, I think the crowd will definitely help us. It's a home game against a side who isn't going to sit back like Armenia. I think they'll be Ukraine. Obviously, be tired physically and mentally. So I think I think I'm gonna I I go with an, I think Ireland will win it. I think. I think these sort of games we've generally been good over the last five, ten years even. Um so I think I'm gonna go two 0 I think maybe I think one of those goals will be late on when they're really getting tired and I think our defence will be solid. Yeah, and Dan, what do you think? Obviously we've never won a game in this competition, have only scored two goals in it as well in the three campaigns. I know it's only one game in. But uh what do you think yourself? Yeah, I think we're going to break our luck this time. I'm going to be positive. Uh, it's look, it's 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 going to be a really tough game. They're obviously a very good side, and I think any team that's playing against Ukraine at the moment is going to be playing against a team with so much national pride. So I think you could put anyone in front of Ukraine; they'll feel they can beat them. But also, like David said, with the crowd behind us and the fact that Ukraine aren't just going to sit back and allow us to uh, just have all the ball, create all the chances, they will come out. I do think Ukraine will score. I just think they have too much quality to not do it. But I do think that we will win. I'll go. I'll go 2-1. I'll go 2-1. I, I think we will win, but it will be tight. Grant's perfect. We'll take that. Uh, personally, for myself, I think it might be a draw. I think a draw wouldn't be the worst result in the world, considering how bad Saturday was. Uh, yeah, they're probably going to be a lot more changed than we are, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I'd go 1-1. And I think Obafemi will grab a goal if he goes in from the start. And uh, look, the main thing about Wednesday is 
get the get the crowd back on side. Not that you would have lost. Obviously, we were, the defeat came off an eight eight game unbeaten run, so that's that's fantastic as well. But uh, look, everyone's got to be up for it. The crowd has to be up for it. We we have to G on the players as well, and hopefully that'll be the case. So I'm going to go one one. Michael Obafemi will grab the goal. Hopefully we don't go one nil down. Maybe it's an equaliser because I think if we go one nil down, heads start to drop both in the crowd and on the pitch as well, and that's exactly not what we need. Um, I think we covered everything there, lads. That's basically it. Uh, do you have anything else to add, maybe? And uh, I, I assume you're both going yourselves as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Uh, one more thing, actually, I completely forgot about Obafemi and my starting lineup, but um, I think in hindsight. Obviously, nobody expected Kenny to turn straight in against Armenia. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he should have, but I think he would have actually suited that game. You know, Swansea, they're very possession-based sides. You know, they think you'd assume they have to break teams, time, break teams down with that sort of style. So I think he might have actually suited that game against Armenia. So obviously, it's gone now. What can you do? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I suppose we do have to play them again as well, so we can think about that then. And there is a couple more games coming up as well. And Dan, are you going yourself? Looking forward to it? Yeah, I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping, you know, we get a good result. It'd be nice to see us actually win in this competition. So hopefully they'll put on a good performance and we can we can kickstart our campaign because we really need to. Yeah, big time, big time. Anyway, lads, thanks very much for joining me this morning. Uh, thanks for everyone to watching and getting your comments in. Really appreciate it. Uh, this video is going to be shared around as well and will put, be put up as a podcast as well. So if you want to have a listen back to it, please do. Uh, thanks again to the lads and thanks everyone for watching. See you again soon. The IFF TV podcast presented by Paul Nealon. Like, rate and subscribe.